Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Good afternoon, podcasters. Slightly different this week. Guy is around, but he's he'll be on the end of the phone after we've uh, heard from Gary. And then we've got a, a little chat with uh, Danny Wright too. So uh, interesting stuff for you today, but um, slightly different from the way we normally do it. Uh, Guy is at home in Paynton because he has family staying. I have family staying here in Babacombe, um, and it's been chaotic. But at least the dogs have actually just stopped barking, so I can just do this little intro for you. So we're going to go straight to the training ground and hear uh, about uh, what Gary thought of <laughs> what was essentially a disappointing start to the season. Let, let's go and listen to Gary now. Uh, Gary, uh, Notts County on Saturday, and uh, funny it should be them so early in the season after, obviously, uh, you met them very late last season as well. Yeah, um, but when the fixtures come out, you have to play them all anyway. Um, it was one that you think you can look forward to because you always like to enjoy, I enjoy the big games. Obviously, there's going to be a good crowd at, at uh, Nightingham. And um, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be looking forward to it. And we've got to make sure the boys are looking forward to it because it does, it does show you where you are. Um, and it gives you an opportunity against one of the uh, favourites, if you like, to uh, you know, put your game on them and hope that they don't particularly put their game on you. There are some big teams in this division and probably not too many bigger than Notts County. No, that's right. I mean, uh, they, they, they're under pressure uh, to go up, I would have thought. You know, I think the manager will play that down a little bit, and uh, we all try to really. <clears throat> um, but um, yeah, no, they'll be under pressure like four or five others, others in the league that are under pressure this season to get promoted. Uh, a quick uh, reunion, for want of a better phrase, with Carl uh, Cameron. Just a word on Carl and what he did here. I don't even want to talk about it really. You know what I mean? He's a Notts County player now, and I wouldn't talk about another club's player or players so uh, I understand the question but I haven't really got an answer <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough fair. Um, You spoke after the uh, Altrium game that uh, one of the positives I suppose was you, you've got things that you could work on now have they, got, have they gone this week? Well training always goes alright you know, I've never said to you oh we've had a really bad week and I probably wouldn't if we had <laughs> so um, however I'll say exactly what we normally say is that actually it's gone okay and uh, the boys every day that we spend together brings the new boys and the, the boys that are were here last year brings them closer together not just in personalities but in in their game so we get to know the strengths and weaknesses of the new lads they get to know the strengths and weaknesses of the, of the lads that have been here before um, and what you need at some stage is 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 a win pretty quick because then that gives you the belief and the confidence to, to go on. So every game that comes up you look forward to because you hope that that's the game that um, can take your, your belief and your confidence a little bit further. 
because the results are not scanned. I mean, that really would be a marker for the rest of the division. Absolutely, but you know, we've got to go there with, with confidence, you know, confident in the group that we've brought in, and um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. Who knows? You know, we, we're all high hopes on the Thursday, Friday, um, but it's what you do on the Saturday that, uh, that really matters. What did you make of the opening set of results of the National League? Because there was a lot of talk, wasn't there, about with the fans back in, there'd be more home wins, and yet it was all away wins apart from Solihull, which was a draw. Yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, when when the crowds weren't in, it was all home wins, wasn't it? It seemed to be. Um, or was there more away wins? More away wins, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran the wrong way. Um, so maybe teams got used to winning away and or playing differently away. Uh, but listen, I don't. It, if it goes like that for the next three weeks, then there'll be something in it. But uh, I think, uh, you know, that'd be great if it starts with us this week. Um, but uh, I suspect there'll be some home wins this weekend looking at the fixtures. Are you still looking to uh, bring players in? We're always looking to bring players in or we're always looking for players. And then if you find someone that fits your bill and... Uh, and he's willing to you know, come down to Torquay, then uh, we'd be interested. Uh, you know, we've got lots of names. I mean, we always say that uh, you can always make your side worse, and then all of a sudden you've got too big a squad with players that you're not going to use. So, and then you wasted your, your budget sort of thing. So, um, I think we've got, a, as I've said, and I still say it, that we've got a squad that's going to compete again, whatever happens. Uh, you know, we're going to wait 10 games to really assess it, like I always say. So um, we, we see where we are, where we are then. And um, nationally, at least for once, it's been a little bit sensible and didn't make you play midweek right at the start of the season. But you have got these two games coming out very quickly, haven't you? Haven't yeah, you? it's, uh, you know, I don't know what advice these, you know, fixture people get, but um, it's always a difficult one to play on a Saturday and then a Monday, because not many teams can make a full 11 change, um, certainly not early part of the season. And you know, us and Notts County, to some, in some respect, didn't come back, you know, we didn't have a long period of rest or a long period of pre-season training to get everybody up to absolute their, their maximum sort of thing. So. Um, we'll wait and see. I mean, the thing is, every every team's got to do it. There's there's nobody getting an advantage anywhere. So um, you know, we've we've just got to deal with it and keep your fingers crossed that you don't get too many injuries in the in the Saturday game um, because you, the Monday games are very important as well, of course. It's a twenty three team league again this season, mainly because of what happened at Macclesfield, I suppose. But um, in a way, were you a little bit surprised it wasn't you that was given the Saturday? first Saturday off, bearing in mind obviously you played longer than everybody else last season. Yeah, well maybe, I mean I, I haven't even thought about that, I mean if I worried about things like that you know I'd be slashing my throat sort of thing, <laughs> slashing my wrist. Um, so we tend, I tend not to worry about those things because I don't know how those things are organised and how the fixtures are put into place but um, no I think I'd have rather have played to be honest on the first day rather than missed it and been a game behind. Don't really like that where you where you're a game behind. So um, no, I, I, I was okay with a, having a first fixture. 
there are quite a few teams actually are games behind already because of coronavirus. Do you yeah. think that's going to carry on bubbling away behind the scenes of clubs throughout I, the season? I think it is, and I think teams have still got to stay vigilant. You know, I think Dover again have had COVID problem. Yeovil again have had COVID problems. You know, they've they've missed games, so um, I think I think the authorities are expecting maybe with the the amount of virus that there is around <clears throat> that there will be games cancelled for coronavirus. Um, but um, you know, we've all just got to do what we can to to stay safe and and keep to the protocols. You've had a smattering, I mean, what, just literally one or two cases only over the last 12 months, but what is it that Torquay do well that maybe other clubs can learn from you? With, with coronavirus? With, with coronavirus. Listen, you can be unlucky, can't you? We all have to shop for food and we all have to, you know, go into the garage for petrol, so you can catch coronavirus anywhere at the moment. But um, what you have to do is make sure that the, the players understand the, the protocol. So social distancing, we've still got to keep making sure we wash our hands, um, you know, just just be aware of it and then you sort of play the percentages more and, you know, we, we you, know, you know George Edwards is our COVID officer and, uh, you know, he is very, very strong on, on the protocols and it's upset people along the way but, to be fair, at this point in time, he's kept us, kept us safe and he's not just because of our rules, but because you know that you know he's going to want to find out what you've done, where you did it, why you did it. You know what I mean, and uh, and so we're all aware of what we we can and, and can't do. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Gary. Gary, you, you said uh, after the Altrincham game that, that maybe there was a, a lack of understanding of what it's like to play in the national league from some players. Is that something that you can only discover when they play? A league game? Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I don't think I said a lack of understanding. Right. It would be like a lack of experience. Lack of experience. Yeah. Okay. I think that's there the words and and you know this all through my career, I've given debuts to young players. Yeah. I've given debuts to players that we just brought in. You know, so they have to learn the pace of the league. Mm. It's like any league. You know, I mean, I was talking to Lee um, today up at Sunderland, and he says he. You know, he's brought a few in from different clubs, some higher clubs, um, that have not played in the league before. And suddenly, it's a bit of a shock, the pace of it. Now, the National League has got professional footballers in it that have been around a long time, that are very clever. You know, they know the, the dark arts as well. Um, and, you know, they know how to influence a referee on occasions and lots lots of things that come with experience and the only way you, they get that experience is to um, be out there and, and involved in it. And Asa came on late in the, the game and, and he showed all the experience that those players would, would, would need, didn't he? He did um, and of course, you know, uh, if Asa was fully fit then he he, yeah. he would have you know obviously been in been in the team but um you know cut two or three of our boys have missed uh some weeks of yeah. training they've missed pre-season games so i'll only play them if i feel they're ready um and, and involve them if i feel they're ready you know if you put somebody on the bench for instance then you know they've at least got to have 45 minutes in them at 
the right pace and the right energy yeah. that the team needs. Um, and the ones you pick in the team are the ones that you, know, you feel that have got the 90 minutes in them through playing pre-season games or, or, or not. There might be the odd one that comes through that you go, do you know what? He's done so much in training that it didn't matter that he wasn't in the pre-season games. We'll stick him straight in soon as he's ready do you know what I mean there's yeah, yeah. those situations as well so it's um, it's all a little bit uh, knowing the player knowing which ones lose fitness which ones don't for some metabolic 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 their metabolism <laughs> their metabolism is different yeah um, you sent um, Olaf off to Tiverton and he scored a hat-trick on, on Saturday and you sent Scott Piper off to Willand uh, both both of them to get a chance to get some games in their legs, yeah. isn't it? So, will you be keeping tabs on them? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Ola's got four now, hasn't he? Four in he, three he games, one, yeah. yeah. And and that's what we want him to do because the the young, if, if you like, Olaf came into the professional setup late. Yeah. You know, he was seventeen. He, yeah. he he didn't you know come through a professional system from eight years old. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So school, he's, he's still learning and. and he, he just needed that season or half a season if you like where he goes somewhere where he feels comfortable scores goals gets his confidence um, and then comes back to us a new man if you like yeah. um, Pipes the same as uh, Alex Moyes you know, we've been pleased with both of them pre-season um, but they need to play games yeah. you know, Louis Slough He's, he might need to play games pretty yeah. soon because they've missed 18 months where there was no games for him last yeah, year or yeah. well, not many you know, Olaf I think was on the bench a few times but um, they need to play regular so that they know they've got a full season's worth of football in them um, for their own confidence Absolutely. yeah and so we're seeing that as a it, it's a positive for anyone we send out on loan mm. um on occasions, it's a negative, but with the young lads, it's a positive. Has uh, Alex gone somewhere? Have I missed that, or is he? No, he's not he's gone nowhere yet. Yeah, but I'm just saying he's the same yeah. age yeah. as Pipes, and if we find somewhere where we think it's it's good for him to play, yeah. and he's going to play, then uh, you know we'll we'll be happy to, to to loan him as well because it's very hard when you're training all week if you've got nothing at the end of it, yeah. and then you've got nothing at the you're end of the next week. From yeah, the barrier, exactly. Yeah. So um, you know they need to start you know, manning up as they're growing up and getting their confidence and getting their uh, man's mentality. Yeah. Um, you haven't made any loan signings yet and in our chats you've often said that, that you you wanted to wait, not wanted to wait, but, but the, the league EFL deadline, Yeah. clubs then have decided you know, who yeah. they want to send where and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Might this weekend, might we see, not necessarily with you, but, but generally, do you think there will be more loan signings coming to the National League after this weekend? Because obviously the National League can keep on going with the yeah. league can't. I think some teams will wait a little while longer. They'll have faith in the ones that they've got, especially okay. if they've done well yeah. in the next yeah. two or three games. Um, if they haven't, then obviously they'll be looking a little bit harder. Um, I think a lot of teams done a lot of business quite early. Yes. You know, to, because um, 
because you still had to wait all through August before you got. But you've got to have identified the people that you think can come in and do a job. Yes. And they, the club and the player and the player's representative all have to agree. Yeah. All have to want to come, you know, yeah. Yeah. happy to come in. Now, in the National League, people are um, reluctant sometimes, agents especially, and clubs, where they still see the National League as non-league. Mm which is a shame, yeah. you know, because uh, half our teams in this league, maybe more than half, would absolutely grace the, the football league. Yeah. Um, dare we say it again, we should be part of the EFL. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it, it, I think when we, we had a chat one day and you said that you, you, had, you were in touch with, with two or three players yeah. who, who were actually at league clubs and wanted to see if they could break into their into, yeah, into their right. league team that's and right. obviously needed pre-season and maybe the first few weeks of yeah. season to do that and actually you wanted to hear that from them you didn't want to you didn't want to say a player oh no it's, it's rubbish here I'm no that's right. you actually want people who want to try yeah and I, I mean if they're good enough if they're good players then they've got more options than just the one you yes, know what i mean often of um so we have, we have to play the numbers game really in a yeah. list that, that me down here and, and um, you know, we sit down and, and we discuss it and then as the situation comes up we then decide whether we want to do it or not yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's good to hear from the gaffer after a, a, what, what was a disappointing start to the season Guy you're on the phone somewhere in Painton I believe is that right? I am mate I'm, I'm on holiday this week enjoying the delights of the English Riviera so, is it a staycation? yeah it is it's very nice as well you don't realise what a great place it is until you start showing people around it, yeah. Absolutely, no. Well, we've got family here as well, so it's it's one of those weeks where the podcast is determined by when and who we are, who's available and when we're available. Absolutely, but um, you've already had a chat this morning with the gaffer and with Danny Wright. Yeah. So, um, so you've done well this morning. Yeah, been over to the to the training ground, had that chat with the gaffer and uh, a, a chat with Danny. Um, which uh, will probably play out towards the end of the podcast, I think, after we've picked through the bones of Saturday's game. Well, yeah, people keep talking about Saturday's game. It's the nature of the beast, isn't it? The talking fans, the first game of the season. Um, I don't think there I, I don't know what Gary said this morning, but I, I don't think there was all that much to worry about in the long term on Saturday. It was just when, when you give a team like Altingham a two-goal start, then it's always going to be difficult to pull it back. Absolutely. Two, two mistakes uh, cost us. Now, you can make two mistakes in a, in, in a lot of games and, uh, and they won't both lead to goals. But if they, don't, they do both lead to goals, then you're on the back foot massively and you know, you, you've suddenly got problems. And of course, that will then di- dictate the way the opposition plays and, and, and suddenly it's a much, much di- more difficult game. Um, I, I had a moment with, with, with their visiting press, their, their, their radio man was rather loud and annoying and uh, yeah. I, I, afterwards I think one of them said to me, how do you think you played? And I said, probably better than you to be honest and his face was, it was, it was sheer shock because they'd won but I think we were the better team on the day and it was literally those two mistakes changed the game and forced Altrincham to play in such a defensive way that we had to alter to play a bit of long ball, um, and it just didn't it didn't it didn't shape a, shape up right. But it, without those two defensive errors in the early stages of the game, I think we would have been okay on Saturday. And of course, I 
mean, as Gary's spoken about this week as well, I mean, Altrincham were very well versed in the dark arts of game management. Oh. I, mean, I guess you have to do that. I mean, if you were two goals up, I mean, they started it before they oh, were yeah. still nil-nil. But, you know, to slow the game down, to take your time, to push the referee as far as you possibly can. Um, I, and they, they did it very well. I did I, I did uh, the back page of the Herald this week, and obviously it's gone online about the time wasting issue. And Gary saying that you know that there has been talk from the referees, from the leagues, and the referees that they will be clamping down on time wasting, uh, obvious time wasting in inverted commas um, this season. Well, we didn't see any of that really. There was a point early on when the referee ran over to the goalkeeper, but. He, he carried on doing it. So if that was a warning, it wasn't a very, very good one. Um, now, what's interesting is, <coughs> excuse me, what's interesting is when, when when Gary talks about the time wasting, he talks about it with the caveat that we would do it too if we if if we needed to do it because it is one of those those things that you can one of those things in your army that you can use in certain situations. But what yeah. he was annoyed about was after all this this. Uh, stuff about pre-season they're going to clamp down on time wasting the goalkeeper was was stamping his you know kicking the the post both posts twice before then taking the ball over and he was doing that literally from word go from the Danny Holman had a shot that went wide on 14 seconds I think it was and from that moment you could tell what they were going to do because the goalie took so long to take that goal kick that that was their map laid out so what, what do we do? Do we do it the same thing? Or do we take the moral high ground and carry on playing a high-tempo game? You, you just have to fight fire with fire, I suppose. We well, have to do the same thing. Of course we do, because because it's allowed to be done. Because while the referees are allowing it to happen, you, you, you've you got to use it as well. What Gary's saying yeah. is the referees shouldn't be allowing it. If, no, if the referees aren't allowing it, we can't do it either. It's, I mean, it, it's like this business with track limits in Formula One. It's cheating. Stop people from doing it. You yeah. Know, stop, stop. But while right, cheating yeah. is kind of within the rules, then you do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There was a lot to talk about from the opening game as well, but the, the first thing that I wrote on my piece of paper here was eggs. Yeah, no. <laughs> what a bizarre moment that was. If anybody was over on the pop side and didn't see what happened, uh, it's quite early in the game, actually. Ten minutes or so. Ten minutes or so in, yeah. I, I saw one... Well, I didn't know it was an egg at the time. I saw something look like it had fallen from the from the top of the uh, away stand about a minute before that and then just dismissed yeah. it. And then within about a minute, you could tell that it was a couple of eggs had flown over. So someone was, someone had a six-pack outside and was lugging them over. Absolutely. Not funny, of course, because if that had landed on somebody's head, it would be quite unpleasant. But, Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, and I said to you then that I thought it had come in from outside. Right. Um, and I'm not. I'm not convinced it didn't. I'm, you know, I think we might have a bit of a, an issue with some person chucking stuff in from outside. But it, it, an interesting one to keep an eye on. Yeah. No, it was weird. I, 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 the, the referee, I think it was the referee, actually kicked one of the eggs and managed to get it off the pitch without without smashing it because it rolled. I watched it roll off the pitch. So uh, I wonder if he picked that up for his breakfast the next morning afterwards. Also makes you wonder if they were hard boiled. Oh, that's possible. Thing. Yeah, which is even worse. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> well, that, 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 that we, we've talked about some bizarre things on this podcast, haven't we? But that's uh, that's one yeah. of the one of the most bizarre ones so far. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, it brings me, to, brings me to the subject of goal music, Richard. I wanted to talk to you about that. Yeah, I didn't like it. Didn't like it. No, didn't no, like no, it. No, no, and no, I think no. I think it's taught. You know, we scored a goal. We were behind. That what yeah. you know, all all the players wanted to do was get up, get up and get kicked off again. And you know, actually, after that two, after we scored that one goal, we looked like we were on top. And it was only a. Um, Gary's called it an error by Danny Wright when he cleared the ball into the path of the guy who belted it from 20, 22 yards out or whatever. But it was a great strike um, and to, 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 to make them to put them three one up. But a two one, we looked we looked the better. Well, I said we looked the better team anyway. But we looked in the ascendancy and we looked like we might be the ones to score. And I just I just don't get music after a goal in the first game of the season when you're. Two nil down, and you've just got one back. And and also that music is something that's been played to death recently, and is now a bit of a cliche. Isn't it funny how quickly that piece of music has jumped the shark? Yeah, we loved it in the North County playoff game. Yeah, it was perfect. It was perfectly it timed. Yeah, it was perfectly timed. But over the course of the summer, for one reason or another, it's just been played to death. It's, it? Yeah, I mean, it's, we've heard how many? Uh, you count them. Count how many times you've heard it over the summer, and, and you know it's, yeah. time, it's time it was put on the backboard for a while. I'm sure it will have its moment again, but um, yeah. yeah. And if you don't, you know, Sweet Caroline, we're talking about. I don't mean we said that. Yeah, that's true. And, and I would be very happy if when we score, when not if when we score against Woking on Monday, we do not have goal music. Yeah, either. that would make me very happy indeed. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, uh, so we've got a weekend coming up. We have, we have, we've got a difficult weekend coming up. Yeah. It's not an easy game, Knox County away, is it? No, no. I mean, Knox County, who um, who seem to be, if, you, if their fans are to believe on Twitter, they already consider themselves the free-spending champions elect. Yeah. Uh, yep. Well, they can consider Cameron. themselves that all they want. Uh, the proof is in the pudding, isn't it? They've got Carl Cameron, they've got Aaron Demain, they've got Frankie Vincent, they've yep. got some ex-goers in the line-up there. It's, yep. it, it's, going to be a, it's going to be a big game. If you're not looking forward to a game like that, then you... you You've kind of lost the plot a bit, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. But, but, but what it is, Guy, is a tough game after losing your first game. Because, yeah. um, you know, it, it, if we lose there two games in and, and no points, that, that would be a bit bit touchy for Woking at home on the yeah. Monday. Well, it's important to get something up at Knox County. I mean, Gary and Aaron and, and, um, and Kenny will have been drumming this into the players all week. And yeah. get something out of the game at Knox County. There is uh, one of the interesting things about the start of the season, and uh, I think it was Dave Thomas in the interview that you heard with Gary earlier on talk, talk, touch on it. Is isn't it great when you first looked at the the the, the, um, the fixture list? Wasn't it great not to have a Tuesday night game? So it's Saturday, and then you had a whole week before the second game. But then, of course, yeah. because the season started late then we have Saturday, Monday, because that's a bank holiday. So actually, yeah. wouldn't it have been better just to have Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday? Yeah, it would. Much better. Much I better mean, you're not putting as much pressure on the teams to play two games in three days, are you? But maybe or, or, or Saturday, Saturday, Monday. But, mm-hmm. well, no, that's what's happening. Sorry, Saturday, Monday, Saturday. You know, I mean, I'm sure it could have been done better. I know we all love these double headers on bank holidays. Not all the leagues do them, by the way. Um, I know we all love them, but for the players, it's it's something to, to ask them to do. It is. Okay. A couple of other 
Richard, I know we're, um, we're, we're racing the clock a little bit today, but there's a couple of things. We had uh, bumped into um, one of our regular listeners, David Lowen, in town the other day. Great to have a chat with David. He knows stuff about Talk to United that we wouldn't even dream of, you know. So um, we'll, uh, it's always good to bump into them. Hello, David. Do you remember a chap called David Gladman from Kilmarnock who sent us uh, some information um, about our Scottish exile ex-goal? Yes, yes. There was a very special ex-goal goal scored in the Scottish leagues last weekend. Go on. When Manny Duku, apparently playing for Inverness, Caledonia and Thistle, sprinting clear, these are David Gladman's words, sprinting clear, Manny Duku, fizzed the ball across the six-yard box at which point the air skipper, one Mr. Sean McGinty, attempted to clear the ball and just hammered it against the teammate and it went into their own net. Wow. It was a classic, classic ex-goals goal. A goal made in Torbay. <laughs> it's probably available somewhere. I'll have to have a look and see if I can find that. Talk, talking of goals, Guy, Olaf yeah. Kazella, four in three yeah. games for Tiverton and a hat-trick at the weekend against Beaconsfield. Absolutely. And one for Gary Warren in the same game. Well, uh, one for, yeah, so, so they won 5-1 and Gary Warren scored one of the other goals. That's right. But, I mean, he's, he's a puzzle and a conundrum, isn't he, Olaf? What, well, do, you do, what do you do with Olaf? I mean... What do you do with Olaf? I spoke to, to his, his, his loan manager, Scott Rogers, this week and he's, he's well pleased, as you can imagine. Um, uh, he, is, he has warned, not, not, not in a bad way, but he's basically said, Gary's doing the right thing. You don't yeah. want you don't want to bring him back to Torquay now just because he scored three go- four goals in three games. You want six months at Tiverton out of him or half a season, I think it is, out of him, and then you can look at him. Do you know what I mean? But Scott Rogers wants wants Olaf to stay for a while. Put it that way. I'm not surprised. I mean, we all know what Olaf can do at that level, and you know, you you just want him to have a go and get a run in the team at, at Torquay United's level. But you can see why Gary. <clears throat> in two minds about doing it. He, you know, he's got his strikers. Where does Olaf fit in? It's, it's a real puzzle. Um, and, and also, Scott Piper's gone to Willand Rovers on loan. Willand play uh, the, the division below Tiverton, so in the Southern, Southern League, Division 1 South, whereas Tiverton in the Premier Division South. So it'll be interesting to see how he does there. Yeah, a great experience for him. He's going to be playing week Absolutely. in Absolutely, yeah. Because he's playing muck and nettles football week in and week out. And from, from what Gary said to me in, in the interview that we had earlier on, um, Alex Moyes looks like he's he's up for up for availability on loan. So I'd be snapping Torquay's hand off at that one if I was a, a, a manager of local football. Oh, absolutely. Tiverton, Truro, Bath, yeah. someone like that. He'll, Honestly. He'll do a proper job for them. He will, yeah. he will. Couple of other ex-goals. You see, Josh Humer has scored for Wheelstone. Billy Waters scored for Halifax. Yeah. I saw Reedy scored. Yeah. Um, but there was an interesting one that you flagged up to me as well. Argyle um, lost at Swansea 4-1 in the cup. They were actually overwhelmed in the last 10 minutes. Played really well, Argyle. Yeah. Their goal was scored by Ryan Shirley with an assist by Adam Randall. Yeah, Shirley was the, the, the lad who came on late against us, wasn't he? And looked really, really good. Young. We kind of, we kind of tried to, tried to put the idea in Gary's mind that he might want him on loan. You reckon he might have been there already? I reckon he might have been there already. <laughs> yeah. But he looked decent, didn't he? He looked fast. Um, you know, he's obviously got an eye for goal. Yeah. And it, it's just great to see Adam Randall 
figuring in all the stats in all the matches, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. It's good. It's, it's good. Uh, I, it, it's a cup game, and I think Ryan Lowe made some changes, and it, it might not have been the starting lineup or, or the subs that would have would have. Well, mind you saying that, Rhys Shirley has been on 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 the bench and come on already. So, you know. I think we watched him and thought, oh, he won't be anywhere near the first team because he's so young. So let's have a go at him. But maybe Ryan Lowe has looked at him and gone, age doesn't matter. Well, there you go. And you know that if Ryan Lowe is looking to get a player like that out on loan, um, the corridor is open with Torquay. He knows that Torquay can look after a player and that Garrett will give them their head and give them some games. So, you know, if he's looking to get players out on loan, uh, he's probably looking at Torquay, probably. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and yeah. Uh, and I think there's still scope for us to take some players on loan, and I think the scope for one of those positions is while uh, Olaf is out on loan, is we probably need another striker because um, no disrespect to Clyde Lollis, who you know came on and and, and will will probably be the man, the striker on the bench for uh, uh, until at least he scores a hat trick in five games time and and. and Turns out to be better than both both Wright and Holman. Um, he will be the man on the bench until that happens. And I think we probably need another striker on the bench. We we touched on it last week, didn't we? It's a shame that we can only have five five players on a bench. Now looks silly, doesn't it? It does because we've got used to more. Haven't we? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But then you watch the old big matches on TV where there's one on the bench, <laughs> and, you know, and they're all squeezed into the same dugout. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great, great talking to you, mate. Thank you very much for um, tracking me down uh, in my deck chair on the beach. No problem. Uh, I hope you've paid your, your your shilling for the hire of the deck chair. <laughs> I think that much now. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to Saturday and I'll see you on the Monday. Thank you very much. And I also hope it's a, 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 is it a blue and yellow stripy deck chair. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's got a mod, mod deck written across the back. Absolutely. See you, see you, see you Monday. Bye. Right, Danny. Um, first of all, great to see you uh, back. Was it a different decision to stay at Torquay? First of all, uh, no, not for <laughs> me. No, that's <laughs> pretty straightforward for myself. Um, having given it such a good run last year, um, obviously not ending how we wanted, but um, yeah, it was an easy decision for me to go again, um, and hopefully we'll uh, produce similar sort of things this year um, get myself fit for the whole season this year as well um, the, rather than hopefully don't miss too much uh, like obviously last year through injury and finish top of the league this year hopefully not, not uh, one short oh absolutely um, how key is the gaffer <coughs> in your decision I mean obviously you worked with him during your career haven't you yeah um, yeah it's a massive thing it's the Downsy and the gaffer uh, the best coaches, I, I believe, um, so this level and, and higher, I think. Um, it's, 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 it's easy for me to say that I want to continue. And I've, my best performances and my best football has come underneath the gaffer, um, so it's pretty straightforward for me to, um, to do an easy decision for me to play my football under, under the gaffer and give it another go for, for another season, at least. Touch on the injury. I mean, how frustrating was that? Because I mean, you're on course to be not only the club's top scorer, but possibly the top scorer in the national league at that stage. Yeah, it was obviously everything was going great for us. Um, it's, my just injury coincided with a sort of run of bad form, a 
don't think it's just down to me. <laughs> I mean, it looked it looked that way, and obviously, uh, um, I've been getting a lot of uh, credit for for a lot of, of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it would have been a great season. It's, it's still a great season in a whole. Um, obviously, we did fall just short of our target, but um, yeah, it would have been interesting to see how I would have got on if I'd had a, been fully fit for the whole year. Um, hopefully, this year will be. We'll be able to see how, how that would have panned out and like I say, it was uh, the, be the better prize at the end of it all for us. See, I mean, actually, truth be told, if the team had managed to stay fit, because I mean, there was one stage where I think you almost had a stronger team that couldn't play than the, the ones yeah. that were having to go out in sort of January, February time. Yeah, there was, there was um, we had a few injuries and um, it definitely played a part in, in, in the, the team's form or, or whatever at, at particular points in the season it is hard. You, you're going to get injuries at some point in the season. Every team does. Um, you've got to come over those, and you've got to adapt, and you've got. To, that's why we all have a squad. That's why everyone has a. You don't just have 11 players in, in a team. So um, it's important to. That this year we. We don't know that, that doesn't affect us so much, and um, us as us as players look at ourselves, and if there's any extra thing that we can do to help keep us fit and on the pitch and make sure we're doing it. Strange times obviously at the moment. Traditionally you get three months don't you between the end of last season yeah. and the start of this one. June the 20th I think was the playoff final wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, how, difficult, how difficult was the summer? Yeah it was uh, still not over the final now so you can't it's difficult <laughs> as a, uh, over the summer as it was. Um, it's, I don't know it's it is what it is, basically. <laughs> you just got to get on with it. Um, we had a, I had a couple of weeks of downtime uh, where it was complete rest um, and then straight back on, onto the fitness side of it all. Um, I think there was four weeks we had between the final and uh, back into pre-season. So I mean, it is a little bit of downtime for us to get our heads over the disappointment and get back in. But I think when we came back in um, and got all the lads together, it felt everyone felt refreshed and everyone felt like right new season let's go again and we're all ready to go um, obviously the weekend just gone <laughs> wasn't uh, so so fruitful for us I guess um, but now we're ready we're still confident we're still um, looking forward to this weekend uh, when, the, when the boys are buzzing for, the, for this season and uh, like I say hopefully we can go one better and uh, get there get the target they were all aiming for. And what was that relation to rake over the coals too much? I mean, how difficult was that Hartlepool game? Because it seemed that you had two perfectly good goals disallowed. I mean, everything yeah. went against you. You brought on Jake Andrews, who I'm sure would have taken yeah. a penalty. He had to come off again. They managed to hold their back their penalty yeah. taker until the last minute and that sort of thing before bringing him on. Yeah, it was, it was an emotional, it was traumatic. Um, I remember speaking to my family after the game and they were... They were as drained as much as, much as, as I was really. Um, watching it for them, it must, for the fans, it must have been pretty uh, up and down. It was an up and down season, so and it was all sort of summed up in one game in the final. Um, yeah, it was it was it was emotionally emotional. It was traumatic. It was um, dramatic as well. Um, it was all of those things, and it. It, I suppose it was great for the neutral um, watching, I guess, but um, obviously it was a disappointment that we've got to get over. Um, it was a disappointment that we've got to learn from and 
Um, I'll take the positives from it as well. We did have two perfectly good goals chalked off. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Um, and uh, we feel like we've done enough to win the game. So we can take the positives from things like that and uh, take it on to this season. Um, don't let that weigh us down. Don't let that final weigh, weigh us down. And go on to this year. How much are you looking forward to the Notts County game? Because I mean, it's two traditional football league sides going head to head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a, obviously a big club. Um, is, we've had a few, obviously the, the playoff semi-final last year is still fresh in quite a few memories. Um, it's going to be a big game, and there's going to be a few fans there. I, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great game for everyone involved, and uh, I'm sure we all can't wait to get out there and also prove, put a few wrongs from last week uh, right. Um, and yeah, we can't wait to get going, we can't wait to get the whole weekend, a couple of games to quickly uh, get over last weekend. We uh, produce what we know we can produce and um, yeah, get the season kick-started. Brilliant, I'm good with that, I'll dig out the question in a minute. I've got some quiz questions for oh, Danny. Right, 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 right. Just, just quickly. Your, your Sorry, role, Conley. Danny, I, I think when Gary brought you in, all right, on the pitch, what you do, but you're also senior pro, yeah. a, a figure that I think, you know, you, you, how, you, you must have started each season, all your different clubs with lots of different players. Um, here we go again. Yeah. I think half the squad from last year and yeah. half from you. <laughs> yeah. It's. Do you play a role? Do you feel as if you carry a responsibility for a role, or do you push that away and just do, do your job in trying to sort of no. talk to young players, talk to yeah. the other young players? No, I noticed you on you Saturday. Wanna... You were sort of like occasionally you were yeah. saying earlier, earlier, yeah. get it in, you yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. No, it's um, definitely, I've definitely um, as a senior pro and. You, anyone new comes into the squad you want to make them feel welcome you want to make them feel part of our, our team yeah. um, we've got our style of playing and we've got our, our DNA as a, as a playing style yeah. um, and you, as teammates we have that responsibility to make sure everyone anyone new coming in and, and everyone is on is together in that um, yeah not particularly old, you. You don't, you don't feel yeah. as if oh, I'm the guy that has to sort of. Uh, I mean, obviously you can play no, so and other people yeah. like that. And, I mean, I do. And, uh, I is like it something to do you relish? That? Yeah. You know, in a no, way. I like. I like yeah. to um, sort of take that responsibility on and speak to players and, yeah. um, and make sure everyone's feeling involved. I guess yeah. it's it's not easy coming to a new club, um, and the the more experience you have, the more important you realise how things like that can help help. Uh, a younger player or a new new player into the squad, so you sort of just naturally take on that role. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you're younger, you sort of just you do more concentrate on Get yourself on and yeah, just try and do your job. Yeah, so yeah. without knowing, so I guess that's just a natural experience. Yeah, of it all, or part and parcel of the of the game. And yeah, it's something I enjoy. I, I don't always. Get it right. I sometimes shout at people when I, <laughs> when I think when I don't get my like what I want. Um, but no, ultimately we're, we're we've got a great uh, camaraderie of, between the squads um, and this kind of the same. Uh, the old, the more experience I've got, the, I, you try and get that in amongst the group because you know how important it can yeah. be and how yeah. 
how great, it, how powerful it can be when everyone's singing off the same sort of pink sheet, yeah. as it were, um, and we're all pulling in the same direction. How 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 far that can carry in in, in the league. So yeah, it's a it's a role that uh, I enjoy. Um, as a, a lot of the older players in in our squads do this. Quite. We're, yeah, yeah, we're great. We're great. I'm sure those great the got them in. Yeah, well, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. Gaffer Gary was here last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he the, the gaffer makes the point of that. So yeah. They got to fit in with our our team and and people and the, those that don't fit in and don't sort of get on, don't tend to last too no. long, um, which is how it, how it, should, how it be. should be. Yeah. So um, no, it's a uh, it's part and parcel to make everyone feel welcome and uh, there's little things that you have you have um, away from the pitch that sort of keep people together and um, sort of your, your discipline and that off the pitch is yeah. important when you when you to carry it on it as well so no it's a uh, we've got a great team spirit um, and hopefully we can take that into the games and get some results you must have been pleased to see Danny Holman turn up at uh, training, knowing yeah. what you've done with him in the past yeah. and, and the experience that you've had together. Um, can that really count this season, the, the, the way yeah. that you know each other's game? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we had a great season at, at Cheltenham when we got mm. promoted from this league. Um, and it was really worked well together. Um, obviously, Holman's been sort of out with went away to Dubai uh, last season. Um, or over the summer, yep. um, so it was just a case of seeing how uh, how he came back from that really. And uh, he's looked sharp. He's looked looks great. He scored scored goals, which yeah. is, which is yeah. what he's about. So um, yeah, we know each other's games, and uh, we know if we can get it going that we can score a fair few goals this season and, uh, and get us at the top of the league. So yeah, it's exciting. When he when I heard he was coming on trial first, and then when I see him, it was. It was Definitely put a smile on my face, yeah. and it's great to see him, see him again. And um, yeah, because he hadn't been playing so much full-time football, you didn't really know what to expect, how fit he would be. But yeah, I think uh, that was just the case of what uh, sort of the gaffer when he got him in on trial needed to see that, I guess. Yeah. Um, and when he's shown how his hunger uh, and his sharpness he, he, um, that, he's, that he's got, and it's, he's still got it, which is great. Um, then yeah, it's exciting to see. What we can achieve this season with that, um, and just get yeah to get our get our season kick started and uh, yeah. Let's watch this and once the season's kick started, there'll be a bit of a friendly rivalry over who can uh, get yeah, the most goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah always. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to drive you on, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You, competition for places is um, is great, um, no matter who, who it is, and you always strive to uh, be the best, I guess. Um, yeah. And that's the uh, well. If you succeed in your profession, you just strive to be the best anyway. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Obviously some people fall by the wayside when they get challenged like that. But um, no, it's uh, it's important, I think, for competition to have in your squad. It gets the best out of players. It gets pe keeps people alert and focused. Um, so yeah, well, we everyone in the squad demands the best from everybody, and uh, having players like Holman around yeah. uh, certainly does that. Um, yeah, let's, uh, let's see what we can achieve. Brilliant, thank you. Sure.